you wake up, everything is fucked, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, but if you interact, your life is on contract. Your best bet is to stay away, motherfucker. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he says, she says bullshit. What? I think you better quit letting shit slip or you'll be leaving with a fat lip. Is this the Beastie Boys? What is going on you know right what? now? No, but fine enough. I cannot believe you screamed in my ear like that. Why not? New Year, everybody, we're back. Let's wake up. We are here. Shout out to Game Grumps for reminding me of that uh, impeccable song and how relevant it is today. today. Hello, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm... What, what, everybody? This, <laughs> oh, no. This, uh, this is your good-ass girl, Adelian. Um, enough, enough time me did I try telling you say <laughs> me is a real Jamaican bad girl. <laughs> so big ups all my island brethren and all of the ghetto ute them back a yard. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and you are? Oh no, nigga. <laughs> I am laid the fuck out. <laughs> this is And this three. is three. Wow, Thank you I for coming you. back. Listening to another episode. It's really great to have you, Adele Ann. Thank you for joining the show today. Uh okay. Um All right. but more on that later. Yeah. We'll discuss her okay. in a moment. All right. All right. So this week. In our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, It Swallows. Starting with uh, Driving Miss Daisy Chain. We're going to start All right. with, let's just talk about a piece of it for our Hot Tops, Bread Dead Redemption. Um, okay. So yeah. let's talk about our Hot Tops, uh, Need for Seed. I Gross. have... Um, Gross. It's a beautiful dick in the neighborhood. A beautiful dick for a neighbor. Okay. Would it be mine? All right. Could it be? Mine? Could it be? Now I see why you're gonna watch your mom in the other room. I mean, what is she? I'm thirsty. Does she listen to the show? That would be Hell so crazy. No, by choice. So, hot tops don't fuck with cats. It's called Hot Tops Uncut Gems. Did I do Uncut Gems? Have I done that one? So this week in our hot tops, uh, dark waters. I'm gonna let that one sit. There. I I know I got it immediately, and okay. I'm disgusted. So this week in our hot tops, Toy Story foursome. This week, oh, I don't have a hot tops name. Um, hmm. I don't know. Hot tops and the stove top. Sure, that's what it can be called. <laughs> Who even gives a black ass I didn't even get to the last word of it. So this week in hot tops, what's love got to do with dick? Um, <laughs> what's love got to do with dick? Got to do with dick? But a second hand emotion. A second hand in motion. <laughs> I was I was saying sucky hand, but yes, mm-hmm. second hand in motion is even better. Okay, so this week in hot tops, um, inside man. <laughs> Bye. This week in our pop culture segment, hot tops, new kids on the cock. <laughs> um, oh my 
my god, no. <laughs> that sounds kind of bad. It's too <laughs> early. It's like, right. Hot tops. Bottom hard with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. This week in pop culture, otherwise known as hot tops. Don't tell mom the babysitter bottom. Okay, good night. Okay, well, let's move on to our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, How I Met Your Bottom, a.k.a. The Dark Bottom Rises, oh, a novel great. by Kid Fury, <laughs> due in the fall. <laughs> a Dark Bottom Rises. <laughs> well, this week in our pop culture segment, Hot Tops... The Boner Collector. Gross. It is called Scary Tops to Bottom in the Dark. (laughs) And this week... (laughs) Scariest of all. (laughs) Now, let's move on to Hot Tops, How I Met Your Bottom. Did I do that one? I don't know. I can't keep up. This is like 365 of these fucking things I've come up with so far. (laughs) Hot Tops. Stephen King's Cream Catcher. Yeah. First things first... This is a segment called Hot Tops, the Texas Chain Raw Massacre. And speaking no, of... No, you did not. <laughs> as usual this week with our pop culture segment, Hot Tops, Sperms of Endearment. <laughs> Let our section called Hot Tops, Game of Throats. We're going All to right. start this week's pop culture news. Hot Tops started from the bottom. Now I'm queer. <laughs> We have a lot of people's story. <laughs> Hot Tops, uh, Crotchman, an HBO original series. Nope. <laughs> In our gossip section, our Hot Tops, the load's not taken. Oh, no. Mm-mm. You out of order. <laughs> okay, let's move into Hot Tops Deep Impact. We <laughs> are going. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't know if we ever put Terry Crews on the <laughs> sick and shut in list. The fact that I could feel that that was who you was going to talk about. I could feel it. <laughs> if he is on there, I'm taking him off. And I'm just going to ask white people to come and get him and put him on their list. <laughs> <laughs> typically, I save the sick and shut in list for people who I wildly disagree with and or feel like it's probably not beneficial to anyone especially them to keep talking about their mess but i also have even a tiny degree of respect for them or just i acknowledge that they are a black person and i want to give them the chance to get somewhere that makes some sense Mm -hmm. terry cruz has been so adamant in his fuck what you niggas are talking about yep that at this point like it's clear where he stands um I feel so sorry for Rochelle and Chris and Tanya yeah the rest of the family but you know what girl I don't know what (laughs) this nigga's black ass problem is what are we doing nigga so Many tweets. I'm not going to go through all of them. <laughs> Several. Numerous. Oh, my God. Nobody could have told the me last ones. Terry Crews would be this big of a disappointment. Like, I would have what? never guessed. What are you trying to prove, nigga? Sit down. This is like, what? oh, my God. <laughs> so, first, a nigga tweeted some shit like, 
Okay, it says, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into hashtag Black Lives Better. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That doesn't even make sense as a phrase. It just doesn't. Black Lives Better what? Right. (laughs) Oh, I hate niggas. (laughs) Oh, black lives, you better don't. <laughs> Bernice King retweeted this. Bernice King, child of one Darton, Dr. Martin Luther, retweeted this nigga and says, We're so far from that bridge, Terry. <laughs> Black Lives Matter is, in part, a rallying cry and a protest slogan to galvanize people into doing the justice work needed to derail the deaths, dehumanization, and destruction of Black lives that racism causes. Justice is not a competition. Wow. So you would think. So succinct. (laughs) You would think. So clear. (laughs) That that clear correct mm-hmm. concise yep, tweet i would would be an, and and who it is from would be <laughs> i would enough think that friend i would think that to be like you know what <laughs> i'm gonna log out yep because you got i'm gonna delete one. that and i'm gonna log out that's what i'm gonna do this nigga retweets her and says you're right bernice king I just want to make sure it stays that way. What? No competition, just creativity. Just creativity. Is it crack? <laughs> Nigga, we Is not, it some We're not talking kind about of new pottery. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Is it a new mutated crack? I think it's cocaine. That, I do. I think it's cocaine. Are you like hallucinating nigga are you seeing some kind of off-world black people yeah, that it's are PCP. like mm, it's giving methamphetamine melding into the community and it and doesn't. plotting global time like which kind of black folk do you talk to or know or whatever what is you want to make sure it stays that way the goal is that black lives matter becomes a thing that is just true and not something we have to keep reminding these white people like the goal is that one day we are actually treated like human beings, nigga. What the fuck you mean? Nobody even has what you talk about. Oh my like God. a mind, oh my nigga. God. Furthermore, furthermore, if we were just some group of niggas that were like, we're going to get rid of all of these white people and build a fort around this bitch that we built and they can't never come back. Like, even if that was what was on our mind, you are the girl who <laughs> says, like, you're the one that's going to make sure it stays that way because we all want to hear from what so Brooklyn Nine-Nine has to say. I'm so confused. What? I actually can't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine no more because of this nigga. I cannot even stomach it no more. No shade, I was never really up on it like that. I don't recognize it as an unfunny show, but I'm not missing anything. Mm. Um, he also tweeted on uh, Saturday, are, are all white people bad? No. Are all black people good? No. <laughs> knowing this reality, <laughs> knowing this reality, I stand on my decision to unite with good people, no matter the race, creed, or ideology. Given the number of threats against this decision, I also decide to die on this hill. I'm a human rights activist, not a human wrongs activist. I bet you Terry Crees can't even tell you Terry Crees. 
I bet you he cannot even tell you what a person's creed really is. Like, I bet you he actually does not even know what that means. Define creed. Right. <laughs> just tell me what somebody's creed is. What's your creed? I have a feeling you don't know. Please stop mm. just saying words. Please stop just putting shit out there. <laughs> this this is just I'm done. I've tried to get it and understand I'm and done. maybe like, you know. Terry may just not be someone who deals well with social media judgment or scrutiny Mm-mm. or whatever, because we saw him fold on niggas who were making fun of him for standing up. Or oh, you right. reminded me of this shit. You know, after the whole thing that happened with that the uh, WME guy right. that assaulted him or whatever, and like niggas tried to like, like, make him make fun of him or or act like he was weak or some shit mm-hmm. like that and then he yep like later apologized for having a problem with it or speaking out against right. it or whatever and said he wouldn't have believed him either like so i'm like you know well maybe terry just doesn't know how to deal with niggas having <laughs> bullshit to say about him but like you mm-hmm. are are acknowledging that this is the hill that you want to die on right. i have no idea why because to this day, I don't know what the fuck point you're trying to make. No, and he doesn't either. I don't know what happened to Terry Crews, but he has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. And it's just all of this is a tragedy. The, those are just words. They don't actually mean anything. The way you arrange those words together, it's not telling me anything. Humans rights activists, said, not a human nigga. Somebody should slap the fuck out of you. I'm not a human wrong activist. <laughs> human wrong. This nigga sounds like a cult leader. You need to be evaluated. <laughs> Like, you sound like I'm a just, Trump anyways. supporter. That's how little sense you're making right now. And the fact that Trump supporters are the ones who are eating it up should let you know that you're not making no goddamn sense. And all shade, America's Got Talent should honestly be hitting you on on your line and being like, can you shut up? Because um, after you try to defend us, you f- further sounding this publicly dumb <laughs> doesn't really help us in our case out. Because... Mm. If anything, assuming that someone has sense that is paying attention to both Terry (laughs) Crews and Gabriel Union, after all of this, I would probably be more like, so Gabby, hit us with some more of that truth. Because obviously you're the only one making sense. Right. Except for the people who don't want to believe things that make sense any damn way. Child, fuck Terry Crews. I'm just done with that nigga. I really just wanted to bring this up to say, um, I... Don't know if we had him on the sick and shut in list, but just imagine that he is without being there. And <laughs> what I mean by that is I don't respect this bullshit. And I also don't need for y'all to tag me in any more his tweets. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, I know the idea of the real friend app is funny or whatever, but like, it's actually kind of nauseating to constantly <laughs> <see> this. <laughs> These tweets from him. Just some, and, or anybody else. Who else? Who else? Huh. I just, speaking of money, uh, Boosie Badass is offering Mark Zuckerberger $100,000. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. <laughs> Boosie official tweeted at Zuck, which is not Mark Zuckerberg's Twitter account because Mark Zuckerberg does not have a Twitter account. At Zuck. I got 100k from my official Boosty IG page back. Um, what? 
Yes, he is apparently offering Mark Zuckerberg $100,000 to renew his um his official Boosie Instagram page after it was removed likely due to NSFW content mm-hmm. um maybe scams. But uh Boosie apparently also has a backup page because it exists on Instagram where they were posting uh the latest footage from a pool party that he had recently, which was um reasonably attended. You know, it looked like the COVID special, you know. Nobody was wearing masks, but it wasn't okay, packed. So Most no. a lot of you niggas are doing way worse in terms of your gatherings. Love so I'll give him that. Um uh, but yeah, he wants to offer Big Zuck at least 100k for his Instagram back and says um that he yeah, that that's pretty much That's it. it. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. the whole, you know, Mark Zuckerberg not having a Twitter account aside, which is honestly <laughs> that story could end right there. Because mm. how? <laughs> but also, did you really think one hundred thousand dollars meant something? Hello to the to the man who founded Facebook. Do you really think Mark that? <laughs> Zuckerberger likely wipes his children's asses with one hundred thousand okay. dollars? He don't even a wipe day. it. He pays somebody to wipe his kids. Ass. Hello. <laughs> he pays somebody one hundred thousand dollars per ass wiped. Like this, that's nothing to him. A hundred thousand dollars is is less than play money to that man. So at some point I need for one of y'all that actually cares about this man and his spray painted hairline to tap in and be like, hey girl, so one, Mark Zuckerberger doesn't know who you are, doesn't care. Bigger things to to worry about in in that white world. Um B, you were likely banned because you may not put your pussy lips on live for any amount of money. You just can't do it. Um also that is a very stupidly wealthy <laughs> white man. Like, I know that yes. you believe you understand what being rich looks like. No. Um, but that man, like, $100,000 is probably, like, one cleaner. Actually, you know, like, whoever cleans yeah. one wing of the house, it's maybe that's what they man. get a week. Like, that man was never even going to spell Boosie for that amount of money so this is funny <laughs> but sad so one of y'all should should care about i him. mean yeah mark zuckenberg is like also not even at all involved with the day-to-day operations over at instagram that would doesn't be somebody care. else's deci- you bribing the wrong nigga <laughs> never heard of you <laughs> <laughs> like just yes somebody because it's not me i left boosie a long time ago but somebody who cares should really reach back Help mm. that nigga from looking so goddamn stupid. Cause this is foolish. First of all, who are you tweeting to? Where is that going? The next time that Boosie has his um honey bun cereal mega feast, uh-uh. he should um <laughs> one of y'all should be like, before we take the first bite, we just wanted to have an intervention and talk to you about this uh, misinformation you have in terms of Mark Zuckerberg, what he does and what he would do for you, which is nothing. Right. So (laughs) does not know who you are. (laughs) Doesn't care. Never will. Uh, So, yeah. Get him out of here. I just found it funny (laughs) that he, first of all, who told you that his Twitter was Zuck? 
It's like you started typing his name and you saw something that was close enough and you just said, fuck it, it'll get there. Anyway. Like, they'll get it. Like, that's yeah. not. <laughs> Point oh, stands. Oh, God, pussy. Ugh, just, ugh. Okay. I just know niggas would, like, jazz up a Hot Pocket and throw it in the, and throw it in the air fryer and call it a YouTube. So. Well, I'm not judging nobody who did no, that. No, we I've know. I've done that about three times this past week. <laughs> we know. I'm a chef. At this point, it's gourmet <laughs> cooking. Aisha Curry has literally nothing on me. Okay. <laughs> let's just discuss it because... You and this damn air fryer. <laughs> I would like to say to the Uncrustable Hive, um, I apologize while also maintaining everything I initially said about the Uncrustables. Hear me out. <laughs> It's still just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And in almost every way, it would be faster and more convenient for you to just make the sandwich yourself. However, there's some odd X-Files-like thing with Uncrustables where it still feels more convenient than making it yourself. Like you have to, whether you put it in an air fryer or wait for that bitch to thaw or whatever, it literally takes longer no matter how, unless you eat it frozen, mm-hmm. which I think some people do. But wow, okay. I, it, it, it is not more convenient, yet it feels like it is. I, and they're tasty. The ratio of peanut butter to jelly inside is really spot on, at least for a bitch like myself. So while still feeling everything I said about it originally, I have to um, also apologize to you because <laughs> I had not known the experience for myself until I experienced you know, I, I went out and spent the money and did it myself. And I killed two boxes of them things solo in the lesson. <laughs> so there's that. I told um, you all you needed was a cookie cutter. <laughs> they literally have a cutter on Amazon, like a, several different ones that of you can just literally make your own of course they do. seals and everything. So I bought one of those. It was approximately $10 and a few cents. Got here, you know, with the quickness of Jeff Bezos' prime. And um, I have been making everything in Uncrustable. <laughs> Cookie butters and bananas. I did Nutella and marshmallow. I did peach preserves and peanut butter. And I air fried each and every single one of them, bitches. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I haven't admitted to my mother yet that I haven't made anything but Not fried Not an pastries. actual meal? No. Um, <laughs> did, did because I know ask? she will never buy me this. Th- oh, you know, I lied. But here's the thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I made salmon and green beans. Uh, all of the chickens. Oh, yeah, you lying. <laughs> stew. Nothing but um, sandwiches. She'll never buy me anything ever again. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to say I apologize to the Uncrustable fans while still maintaining everything I originally said about it. I just understand you more and I respect you. And also, if you are a hardcore Uncrustable fan... I think you should just go ahead and get one of them cookie cutters and do the shit for yourself, bitch. Because when I tell you that I scooped up a solid cinnamon raisin. Oh, see, you love cinnamon raisin. Who the fuck doesn't unless you don't like cinnamon and or raisins? (laughs) Exactly. Delish. Ah, I was like, listen, Uncrustables are great. But what if I want the choice? The whole beauty of a sandwich is jazzing it up the way that you want it to. I'm just saying. Exactly. And I'm sure there are countless parents across the country who have been making their own Uncrustables every week for their baby's mm. fucking lunch or whatever. Probably. And yeah. saving whatever money. <laughs> because why wouldn't you just make 
you know, uh, five or six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at once and freeze them hoes for the week, you know? I wonder if I could uncrustable some French toast. Keep in mind, I'm not supposed to be eating any of this. Oh, no, you're definitely not. Because I'm sure you're not. Are you getting gluten-free bread? No, because it's not going to work. (laughs) And I'm not disappointing myself off rip. I was like, I'll try it with some gluten-free bread after I try it with real bread. Because I already know gluten-free bread often doesn't, it's more crumbly than soft. And I feel like the Mm. whole way to get it to work is for it to be... Like yeah. I think it needs the wheat. So then it will work on French toast. Just make sure you don't get too soft of a bread. Like brioche mm. would be really good, but brioche yeah. is like, it's also full of butter. But they also sell it pre-sliced at Whole Foods. They so do, you could get true. a loaf of it pre-sliced at Whole Foods, make some French toast, turn that French toast, two slices of that into a sandwich and uncrustabilize it, freeze it, and then, you know, throw it in you the air what? fryer and let us know. <laughs> I'm going to act like I never even had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I have already fallen too deep into the dark side. Okay, well, you know, and I'm not, and even I'm sure not if helping. I can make it out yeah, at this point. okay. So, but you know, I'm just happy that you are getting a lot of use out of your niggas love air fryers. So I'm glad you're getting. They're amazing. Your, uh, I, that's what I've heard. So my mama got me the one that's an air fryer and uh, an instant pot. A slow, yeah. She got me that one. So it's like a slow cooker, pressure cooker, whatever. Oh, with an nice. air fryer as and well. And you ain't made no actual meal. No I have soups made fried pastries, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cinnamon bread and marshmallows. She sent you yep. that so you could make yourself some soup for the winter. <laughs> so you could cook I know some meat she, real quick. She's like, if she ever finds out <laughs> that all I have made in there is sweet sandwiches and shit, she's going to be like, Send it back. Of course, you took the appliance I sent you and decided to make dessert and nothing yeah. but dessert. <laughs> and nothing but dessert. <laughs> and oh, Lord, if her mama finds out, it's oh, a mess. Because my Jamaican-ass grandma was, is going to be like, I'm coming up there to get it from you. Because what you're not <laughs> going to do is keep being, eating all of this garbage. Um, Ooh, that's shit. it for Hot Tops <laughs> this week. We're going to take a break and come back. Let's move on <laughs> to right. the next one. Yes. Part. So our first question this week comes from Kendra, who says, I'm going to get straight to the point. My ex-husband and I are both fine-ass black doctors. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. Bitch. <laughs> she didn't say the bitch. I just included it for her. Right. I mean, that's how it felt. We've been married for two years, together for eight. Our careers are great, and we've been trying for our first baby. We're both 33. Okay. We had the careers, the house, the cars, and no student loan debt. Life married was to medicine. damn near perfect. And if we weren't fucking, if we weren't working, we were fucking. <laughs> okay. Sounds perfect. I mean, I haven't heard anything bad yet. I say all this to say that life was as perfect as humanly possible until something happened. Right. I am an OBGYN who works at a private clinic. But one night, a close friend of mine asked me to cover his patients while he went on his anniversary day with his husband. My husband said he was at work, so I had no need to let him know that I was called in to deliver a baby. Okay. Imagine my surprise when I walk in to meet my patient and my husband is in the room kissing her forehead. (gasps) I do believe I died on the inside, but I maintained professionalism <gasps> and I delivered a beautiful baby girl who looks everything like I imagined my daughter would look, which is a spitting image of her daddy. Throughout the six hours it took to deliver this baby, I acted as if my husband was a complete stranger. Okay, Tyler, you didn't have to write this to try and prove a point. <laughs> like, you clearly felt away and you wrote this in because 
You're trying to prove that you can. Okay. This sounds incredible to me. Like, I don't know how you could just sit there and act like your husband is not. There wasn't a scalpel in reach. (laughs) This is what the email says. I acted as if my husband was a complete stranger. And as soon as I could, I left and went to my sister house where I've been for the past month. I filed for a divorce and I blocked all communication from this nigga. Now here is the motherfucking bitch ass fuck my life kicker. That's not it. It isn't. I just found out that I'm five weeks pregnant and I do not want to keep it. My family and friends are against my decision, but I have no interest in being a single mother or spending the next 18 years co-parenting with that man. And I will never take him back. This may sound selfish, but I am too angry slash miserable to bring a person into this world. I honestly have no love left in me. I am broken and empty inside, but not really because there is a fetus in me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I have a therapist who I used for premarital therapy and I am booked to start seeing her again next week, the day before my scheduled abortion. What do you guys think? Am I being irrational here? Any advice from some impartial people would be great. Thanks, Kendra. Are you being, are you fucking serious, Kendra? So Kendra sent this like as soon as we left the studio last week. So at this point, I think she's probably had her abortion and or seen the therapist. Mm-hmm. But if this is a real letter and not just something somebody randomly right. made up, because it sounds a little incredible. I'm just, I'm really, okay, because did the nigga just be like, oh, hey, woman, I don't know. Like, did he not freak the fuck out? Like, did nothing happen? Like, literally, neither one of y'all said nothing and you just delivered this baby like it was nothing? And... The woman who you pulled a human being out of doesn't know that that nigga's daddy is your husband. Right. So it sounds very crazy to me. But also we have read very crazy letters and then saw people in person at shows and they were like, oh, that was me. We're like, what? That was your real life? Yeah. I just. And you know what? I be in the house. (laughs) So sometimes it's just like hard for me to believe that stuff happens. Right. So I'm going to assume you're telling the truth and just say, I don't blame you for wanting to have an abortion. I'm pro-choice. So I mean. And if honestly, I can say all the things in the world about how you make more than enough money and you can support and love a baby or whatever but you said you feel like you don't have no love left inside of you and you feel broken and empty and all that and that's not fair to a brand new human it's being. just not <laughs> it's not because having to deal with that even if it's just for the first few years of the kid's life can make an everlasting impression right. on them and it's not fair that this fuck nigga placed yes. y'all in a situation where now you'd have to contest with that so while Ooh. anybody could be like nah she should have that baby da 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 I can respect everybody's opinion on it because it is a complicated subject. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like I said, I'm pro-choice and it's your body and your mind. And I feel like you are well within your right, especially within these ridiculous, ridiculous circumstances, Zane-like circumstances, (laughs) these Eric Jerome Dickey ass circumstances. Black chicks meets the shade room ass bullshit. With a little bit of the neighborhood talk. This is some, you know, morning radio show crazy letter coming through or whatever type of shit so if your husband really put you through all that then I don't think it's a soul in this world who couldn't understand why you'll never take him back and you for damn sure don't want to then give birth to his child like I don't think there's anybody who couldn't reasonably understand why you feel that way right so I don't think you should carry any guilt about it. I'm so glad that you are going to therapy. And, you know, if you know that cheating is a deal breaker for you and you willing to give up everything that you had because fuck that nigga. The nerve of this nigga. You know, you know, your wife is an OBGYN. 
You know she is. Yeah, it, like it just goes to show like these niggas don't care and can have whole ass medical degrees and be dumb as fuck. <laughs> it just don't make no sense. <laughs> I mean, we've said before, like you can be educated and still be stupid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What's what's his name? The HUD secretary, Brian, Ben Carson. Oh, yeah. That's a prime example. Prime, Literal brain surgeon. Example. And that is one of the stupidest motherfuckers <laughs> I have ever and heard all of. ignorant dumb shit so, at the exact same time. Wow, girl. Well, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got your pieces set up. You've got therapy. Um, and, you know, again, I feel like it's your decision mm-hmm. when you decide that you do. Um, yeah. But Wow. I mean, we have always maintained that we can't tell you what to do with your body. Just like we can't really tell you to break up with a nigga. We're just suggesting it because it seems like a good idea. Right. Whatever you decide to do with your body is up to you. But if you're saying things like, I feel like I have no love left inside of me and you're pregnant, then... Woo! Again, not telling you what to do, but girl, a baby don't deserve that. And isn't pregnancy enough and emotional? And one, I mean, especially like y'all have been. I don't know if she said they've been trying for a baby, but like, well, she did. See, and you're both 33, and yeah. you had this perfect life, and all that. Like, you have a lot to grieve right now. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, adding a baby who might come out looking exactly like his or her damn daddy. You it just might will. be listen because you, know you just saw this one that you delivered yep. so you like I I fully understand you taking care of yourself and so I will tell you to do what is best for you and not worry about what anybody else has to say about it in the meantime this part is for your sister now what time are we riding now because <laughs> you need to have somebody gas up the F-150 that's right and punch it down the pavement that is and don't stop until you end that nigga's driveway. Woo, shit. That is so real. Like, for all your cousins, <laughs> girl, when do we ride? Because this I nigga is wild. Simply have to beat your ass. Like, I just don't even know what else to do here. How dare you? I don't have a choice. Uh, again, you have the kind of patience and calm that I could never pray to possess. If you really sat here and delivered this man's baby. Like it wasn't nothing. Cause My word. Could not ever do it. Um, but best of luck to you with whatever you decide to do. Again, Tweeting. very happy. Woo! This letter. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I like doing it. Um, this letter comes from Aerith. It uh says, "Dear Kefir and Crystal, I." And then in parentheses it says 20, 25 F. So twenty five year old female." Just recently got married to the love of my life, parentheses 26M, in February. <laughs> this week, I was supposed to be on an island on my honeymoon, so I know she got agitated. But instead, I am quarantined in a three-bedroom apartment with my husband, our one-year-old son, and his disabled mother. She's oh, older, boy. and her health is slowly but surely deteriorating. So my husband elected for her to stay in what was once our home office. Under any other circumstance, this will be fine, but she is beyond terrible. Her assisted living facility, the home, informed my husband that they had a couple of confirmed cases of COVID-19, and we were thankfully able to get her tested before bringing her back to our place. Not even a couple of days into the quarantine, I noticed how much my husband's personality was suppressed around her, and I also noticed that he didn't show me nearly as much affection as he usually does if she is within earshot. I've talked to him about it, and he says that he's 
that that's just how she is. But her being how she is is the main source of why he and his three other siblings who have effectively cut her off are in therapy today. Well, prior to her move, I hadn't spent much time with her outside of family gatherings and she hadn't attended our wedding or any of the any of the events leading to it. I figured it was due to her declining health. But last week, I discovered that it was because she didn't support our marriage. We've gone back and forth nonstop over every little thing. But the last straw came today when she told my husband, quote, as soon as we go, as soon as we get to go out again, you need to check to see if this baby is really yours right in front of me. Girl. <laughs> Without saying anything, I calmly got up from the couch and went into her room and immediately began to pack her shit. <laughs> I was talked out of throwing all of her stuff off the balcony, but at this point, it's either me and the baby or her. I do have a few right. family members here in Seattle, and I am strongly considering staying with them until this lockdown is over. But I am concerned that if I do leave, my husband's mental health would be even more jeopardized. What would you do in this situation? And then she put, sorry if there are many mistakes. I'm literally shaking as I type this. Please help. Eris. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. I would be livid. So, um, I read this. <laughs> you and these prayer hands. <laughs> I read this and I felt like, you know, you're already headed down the street that I would happily be walking my ass down. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm going to stay with my people's name. You let me know when this bitch is gone. I can't do yep. this. Um, I've compromised with you and letting her be here, letting you not be as affectionate around me because she's here, letting you just all around be weird, letting her just say little things that I don't like. But I, where I'm absolutely going to stop the buck is at this right. woman questioning the paternity of our child in my house where Woo! she is a guest. Yeah. I understand that that is your mama and you want your, for your mama to be healthy or as healthy as possible and as safe as possible. And you can do all of that while me and my child are here. So my things are packed. I left a note in the hallway. Um, (laughs) You let me know when she's back at Shady Pines because I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's fair. And if that affects your husband's mental health, you've already wrote in this letter that he's in therapy. So he can take that up with his, you know, therapist or whoever it is that he speaks with. Just because your his mother's health is deteriorating or whatever it is that she's dealing with doesn't mean that she gets to be disrespectful to you in your exactly. house. Like you already... Yep. Your home is already supposed to be a place where you can have peace, regardless of whatever the fuck else is going on outside. Guess what's going on outside? A pandemic. So, like, right. you got to be at home, which means that your at-home peace is that much more important. It's so, essential. Like... Thank you. It's essential. So her, for whatever inexplicable reason, being disrespectful to you in her house where she's a guest for her own goddamn health and safety is unacceptable. I would absolutely pack up my fucking shit and my baby and mm-hmm. going over to my mama, yes. cousin, auntie, whoever the fuck house in Seattle that I need to stay with. And then he can figure out what he has to figure out until the lockdown is over and she can leave. And then it just, it just right. is what it is. You just got married. 
literally in February. Both of y'all are in your mid-20s. So I don't even know how this stuff is affecting you financially, anything other like you have enough to be concerned with. Not to mention you have a one-year-old and your one-year-old damn sure doesn't need to be cooped up in a house where you are ready to strangle your mom, mother-in-law because she's disrespectful right. as fuck. Right. So I just feel like you're on the right path here and you need to go. And just the same way that you have been attempting to compromise with whatever she was doing up until that point for the for the health and like benefit of your husband, she should be doing the same thing for her son. Yep. And it's too many yep. people who feel like they can just be wildly disrespectful and like nonchalant about people's feelings, even in situations like this where you're taking care of them because they're older or because the person who is taking care of them is their child. No, sis, you had your family. This is mine. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work like that. So whatever you got to do to get your husband to see that and respect that shit is what you need to do. Because guess what? He got three other siblings under the umbrella of this woman who said, don't even talk to me about her because she ain't coming over here. So there it goes. Maybe she needs to understand why that is or or acknowledge why the fuck this is the only one of her kids that is even willing to put up for her shit. That is the exact point I was going to make. It would be different if everybody else loved her and your husband was the only one. But the other three siblings have said, fuck that bitch. That's why she's with y'all. So that leads me to believe that it's her and not you. Mm. And so <laughs> and so under those circumstances, and especially with that disrespectful ass shit that she made sure to say in your face. Mm. Don't mistake. That wasn't a mistake she made. She did that on purpose. Yes, she did. The fact that she so willingly spit in your face really means that that bitch absolutely has to go or you have to go. And so the only thing I would concern myself with is sitting my husband down and being like, look me dead in my eyes and understand that I'm serious about this. Me and your baby will be gone from this house before the damn sunset. And we will not step foot back in this bitch until she's gone. And it's up to you to decide which one of us is going to leave. But I'm finna go get to packing. And to be honest with you, I have a couple of insects and fossils to turn in at Nook's Cranny anyway. So, like, (laughs) your time is soups limited. Because I'm definitely checking into my cousin's house before then. So, figure out. (laughs) I actually really need to make sure I go harvest all my fruit trees. I mean. And see what the sale price is on these turnips. But after that, I'm leaving. So, you better figure it out before then, nigga. Because we getting the fuck out of here. What she not going to do is disrespect me to my face. That's what she not going to do. And it ain't no second chance coming back from something In like that. In your house. Let me be like, you're not staying at her house oh, no. for this quarantine. Oh, no. Right. Where she, she not helping y'all. Like, mama is in your home where you're Woo. raising a child and having a family and paying rent and all that other stuff. Look, I understand that you Mm-mm. want for your mama to be healthy and stuff like that. And I'm not going to take that away from you, but I, what I am going to take away is me from this. I'm leaving. So like, <laughs> right. figure it like, out. I won't be here. When you got married, you said you were going to put this woman and your family first. You said that. And it's not like your wife is being disrespectful to your mama. Your mama is being disrespectful to your wife. In her so house. the choice here is clear. It's clear. 
So, you know, if he's not ready to do that to his mom, then you just have to be ready to follow through on it, girl. Don't say that and then stay another week any damn way. If you threaten him and be like, I'm leaving in the next two days or whatever, your ass need to be gone in the next two days if that woman is still in your house. And guess what? You, me, and the therapist can get on Zoom. And your mama too. Oh, yeah. We can all do that. We can all do that. But I won't be here. But I will be broadcasting from my aunt house. And that's just that. You know, now happens to be the worst time to go to prison. So I really don't want (laughs) to. So I'm going to leave because otherwise I'm definitely going. And this is a bad time. So... Y'all let me know. Email me the Zoom link and I'll download the app. But until then, she can kiss my ass and you can too. That's real. If that's who you picking over me and your baby. (laughs) Niggas got to figure they shit out. They got to figure they shit out. So let him do that. But make sure you let him know where your boundaries are with that bullshit. (laughs) I know her like sister-in-laws or her her like... (laughs) Her brother's like <laughs> siblings, other like their spouses and whatnot are probably like, yeah. sorry for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, all the sister in laws probably have a group chat and they like, girl, right. I don't know why you let that evil bitch I in your house. I don't know. I told Tyrone, <laughs> bitch, I will fire her. I don't care. <laughs> for real. The rest of them is like, I told that bitch in 2003 I was going to fuck her Look, up if she talked to me again. <laughs> I ran up on that bitch in Shady Pines. Nobody said nothing to me because they don't like her either. So, bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Good luck to you, sis. But you absolutely don't have to tolerate that, especially when you have family in the city. Fuck that. That's a blessing. So make sure, you know, call your mom and be like, I just want to let you know, me and the baby might have to come crash because of this nigga and his mom. Right. And and other than that, be ready. Yeah. To do what's best for you and your child. Yep. Our next question comes from Brandon, who says, I've had a friend for over a decade and he recently deci- decided to start a podcast. He has been really excited about it, posting on social media, investing in sponsored ads, etc. I saw it while I was scrolling through my feed and subscribed to support my friend, but never actually listened. Oh, God. This past weekend, I finally decided to listen to it while cleaning and I expected to enjoy it because we both like the same kind of shows. Mm. What I did not expect is a Kid Fury knockoff. Oh, God. His own. <laughs> Because that is hilarious. (laughs) His opening line was, hello, niggas and friends. (laughs) And he mentioned iOS press releases and other things that many people would directly associate with the read. Why would you write this in if you know he's going to hear it? (laughs) Inconsiderate. My question is. Reckless. (laughs) Am I still obligated as a friend to support a product I don't believe in? Or should I thug it out and allow him to develop into his own? I feel like I'm fake if I do and fake if I don't. Thanks. Love you guys. Brandon. I mean, you might as well text Brandon at this point. You might as well. I mean. (laughs) Maybe he'll text you. You know? Whichever one of y'all listen to this first is is going to send a very funny text message to the other. (laughs) Wow. So what should he do? Should he, uh, how should he confront this situation, if at all? If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it, obviously. But I think that you could just could have just addressed your friend and been like, hey, listen to the podcast and here are my two cents if you're interested. <laughs> like, I don't think like I don't think that there's anything wrong with, you know, giving your opinion on your 
friends or family's creations or stuff like that. They're artistic works, creative endeavors. Um, but <laughs> like, I feel like the route you chose probably not the best <laughs> overall. Damn. I appreciate it because when I tell you I fucking screamed when I saw this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you said friend, child, listen, have a good time. That's it. That's all this shit is about. It's yet another medium that uh, is for the now. And you just got to make it whatever you want to make it. Just have a good time and don't feel pressured to like... um live up to any particular standard or sound like any particular thing or do whatever. 90% of the time that I sit in front of this microphone, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And 100% of the time, when we turn these microphones off, I forgot everything I said. So, like, (laughs) there isn't much of a recipe over here in terms of anything. Just have fun. That's it. I think first things first, you should just tell your friend, especially if he asks for feedback. um, Mm -hmm. Then you could be like, well, I liked this parts of it. And then, you know, for a lot of it, I felt like maybe... You know, you've heard other people on podcasts, so you think to be good at a podcast, you need to sound like them. But really, all you have to do is focus on you, what you want to say, what your natural voice sounds like, what matters to you, that sort of thing. So, yes, I would I would probably try to guide my friend into being more of himself as opposed to being like, nigga, you sound like you went and watched every episode of Furious Thoughts and then sat down and decided to record a podcast. (laughs) Like, I would probably just try to be a little bit more gentle about it. But. But yeah, I don't think you have to feel fake um, either way. Like, it's not fake to be real with your, it's the exact opposite. To be real with him, you know, about how you really felt about his show. And it's fine to, like, have artistic inspirations or comedic inspirations or whatever, you know, category. Because a lot of the shit that comes out of my mouth in terms of tone, cadence, or whatever is absolutely just... The formulaic results of a ton of comedians that I absorbed when I was a kid, when I was a teen and all of that other stuff, all of the shows and shit that I watched. You know, I don't try to like say things verbatim that I heard unless it's a reference or stuff like that. But like, it only makes sense if really regardless of what you do. If you are a music producer, you're probably going to have somebody that you were inspired by that kind of has something to do with the way that you work or the way that you process. So it's like, that's fine. But just, you got to try to find ways to let your individualism... Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And like your own perspectives and uniqueness, let all of that stuff through. Because that's what's most interesting. You know, people who... People want to hear the stuff that you think nobody else thinks about or talks about or is interested in. Because almost always you will find somebody... Who will be like, bitch, I thought I was the only person who did this or thought that or whatever, whatever. That's why years ago I stopped giving a fuck about whatever random shit I, you know, showed interest in or talked about or whatever. Because even if it was one or two people the next day who would be like, yes, I absolutely also watched that anime in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Or yes, I too (laughs) purchased Cleopatra's album and listened to the CD on the bus or what it like. 
Just be yourself. Yeah, just honestly, just be yourself. Like if Yuri said, I frequently forget what was said on this show. Like every time, the nanosecond that we hang up, and it's always funny when like two or three days later somebody tweets me or sends me a comment on Instagram. And it's like, <laughs> bitch, I too was obsessed with the bop it or whatever, you know, something yeah. like that. Where it's like, oh yeah. So I think all you have to, you, your friend, and anybody else who is interested in starting a podcast, you don't have to worry about sounding like anybody else. You just need to be, you know, be yourself and and talk about what matters to you, what has affected you, what is big or important or influential in your life. And good luck to him. Have fun. Don't do it just for like the setup or the look, the validation. Please don't do it just for the money, all that stuff. You have fun because when you put too much pressure on yourself. Like we have seen so many podcasters who are just like put so much pressure on themselves because they want to like live up to a certain standard to have like a really, really, really successful podcast and stuff like that. Exhale, breathe, have a good motherfucking time. Laugh, girl. The end could be tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah. don't give too much of a fuck about what the fuck somebody's going to think or be interested in or whatever. And you'll have plenty of time and opportunity to switch things and change formulas and adjust different things depending on feedback or how you personally feel about something or whatever. But bitch, have a good time. Don't make it just work. Yeah, definitely not. I think we we are pretty fortunate that we, when we started it, we were definitely not doing it for the money or the recognition or anything. At because all. Because that was just not even a thing back then. No. That was just not even a thing. And so maybe people are feeling very pressured these days when they start a podcast yeah. to hit certain metrics or get ads or whatever. But like we never aimed for any of that. We just the landscape was totally different. Yeah, it was. It was completely different from what it is now. So I understand that, you know, people are probably looking at it in more of a professional, like, let me get this together so I can have A, B, C mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But if you don't actually care about what you're talking about, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then that's going to come through on your show regardless. And it won't matter yeah. if you try to sound like somebody else or not, because it'll be clear that you are not really invested in what you're talking about or what you're doing. So, right. Um, but good luck to you and your friend as he figures it out. <laughs> And uh, I hope, you know, y'all don't fall out because you wrote to us and put his shit on blast instead of just, you know, texting him. But I hope you wake up to a text that just says, really? (laughs) Before we move on, though, I wanted to um, introduce you guys to a new segment here um, called Fury's Sports Shorts, where I'm going to talk to you guys about the latest in sports and all of the things that happen therein <laughs> for your information, but just in a short way. So, I obviously, I'm everyone's favorite sports catcher and I know everything about all of the sports. So, with that said, I felt like today was important for you guys to get some of the latest NBA news. That's the National Basketball Association here in America. So, hot off the presses... Chris Paul is apparently being traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul um, was um, the guard or a guard for the team that he played for, which is incredibly crucial in basketball because you have to stay protected and guarded and... (laughs) 
You can never have too many. You know, you got to guard to the east and guard to the west and guard for the team that's really the best. So, and, and the Suns desperately needed that. So they have traded, um, OKC has traded Chris Paul and Abdul Nader, who is a forward. He's a basketball playing forward, which basically means that he's not in the back, but more so in the foreground of the experience. That's right. That is right. Because you can't win if you're not moving where forward. Keep up, guys. So that is what they're doing. In return, the Phoenix have given the OKC uh, Thunders um, like... Seven niggas, like like eighteen <laughs> niggas at once. Um, oh my including god! Ty Jerome, which sounds like a fake name, and Ricky Rubio, who is apparently not a governor. Um, oh my god! Reactions have been mixed upon fans <laughs> of basketball like myself, but this is sure to be an interesting um, turn of events in the realm of ball playing. So back to you, Crystal. That's been it for this week's um, sports shorts. Uh-huh. Remember that you um, can stay abreast of these things by simply asking me um, for information about okay. anything that's going on, well, or okay, it. I'm I'm so glad that you said I could ask you because I was just wondering. Um, and I'll consult your professional opinion. How do you think that this trade will affect the Suns, um, overall in in the conference this year? Honestly, it's um. It might be too early to tell. It's kind of anything could be up in the air. Uh, first thing to consider is that um, <laughs> Phoenix is a place that is in Arizona <laughs> where it is sometimes quite dry, which could a- affect any player's. Um, oh my God. Any players, you know, like hydration, which therein affects uh, muscle stability, tact, um, okay, and things of that nature. Also, COVID, COVID, lots of the basketball players doing butt naked ho shit in the club. So that could be something to consider as well. But Chris Paul, you know, having a player like Chris Paul on your team from the Thunder is really like a game changer. He's um, one of the names that people who have heard of basketball recognize. (laughs) Um, He's in all of the games. Okay. (laughs) And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a point guard. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And. Okay. And. Yeah, I did. Two time Olympic gold medalist. So really a superstar altogether. And I feel like that's probably something that will make a huge difference. Also, again, they're getting Nader, Egyptian American, um, you know, mm-hmm. king. So in what area of the court do you think the Suns need the most improvement? Um, probably like, like upper right. 
But <laughs> sometimes the left squadron, sometimes the left squadron is a little um, weak, could use some work. Right. But <laughs> right, right. I, I honestly believe that they have what it takes to pull through for the conference. Okay. <laughs> Their conference being the, um, what's it called? Which conference are they in? The game. The game conference. The basketball the conference. The basketball conference. The the West conference. <laughs> and that is actually close enough. Thank you so much for your expertise, friend. I you cleared up you day. cleared up a lot of things for me. So yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. yeah. A public service, really, what you're doing for us. Of course. Thank you so no much. Problem. Yeah. For the people. All right. So we're back now. And before we move on, I just wanted to say that if you thought I wasn't doing Kid Fury sports shorts this oh, no. week, you're <laughs> wrong. Oh no. Dun 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 I don't have to <laughs> This is very price right of you. <laughs> so the the sports short for this week, guys, the Atlanta Falcons versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are you kidding took me? Place Are you kidding? This Sunday. Very interesting football game. <laughs> where they play sports. And um, um, very interesting game of sports where um the Falcons, who are from Atlanta, were in the league. Seventeen points they had to the the Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has a football team. Huh? They do. <laughs> interesting. Where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were at a, a solid zero. Things were looking bleak. The girls were concerned. Oh, but ye of little faith. <laughs> what you do not know is that William Golston <laughs> um, and Antonio Brown and... Um, <coughs> Man, he they played so hard, and Trump Brady as well is for the Buccaneers. Oh, and so what happened God. is that um Trump Brady reached deep within his uh MAGA powers and said, with with our prejudice combined, <laughs> we can come together. <laughs> and so um Antonio Brown, 46 yards with six minutes and 19 seconds left in the game. They had so much. And (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) At one point, it was like, girl, what? They were 27, 24. Um, with the Falcons regaining the lead, waking up, someone said, Hey girls, not again. And they were like, Okay, let's Girl let's do better. <laughs> and so that's what they were doing. And then who got sacked? But the uh, Devin White had to be mad was uh um oh wait it is. Um <laughs> De- no, Devin White recorded his second sack of the game. And to be sacked is when um, 
that's when mm-hmm. you when you tackle somebody and you brush up against their scrotum a little bit by accident. No, that is not it. it um is. also <laughs> Devin White is almost certainly the person doing the sacking, not the person yes. getting sacked. <laughs> I said he recorded his second sack of So the he game. sacked Matt Ryan. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anybody who plays for the Bucks other than Tom Brady. So <laughs> I'm depending on your knowledge here. God help us. But all in all, victory was with Tampa Bay because <laughs> they dragged the girls with a final touchdown right in the nick of time, ending the game at 31 to 27. Wow. Another loss for the Atlanta Falcons. But what matters the most here is that the Atlanta Falcons are a group of individuals with passion and, um, and effort. And also Atlanta is a fantastic city, great chicken, and Falcons are beautiful. And that's it. <laughs> So you're welcome. Um, No, I definitely have a few questions for you. Oh, sure. First of all, first of all, how do you think the Falcons, but specifically Matt Ryan, how do you think they felt going up against Tom Brady again in this rematch? You know, your professional opinion. And my professional opinion, I would say that, um, Matthew McConaughey, what is his name? Matt Ryan. Yep, it's close enough. Um, I would say, you know, they were probably anxious and and incredibly concerned because Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl more than once. Okay. Or twice. Okay. Maybe even more than that. <laughs> But I'm not going to give you, you all of the information. Sometimes you should do research for yourself to get information. Did you do research for yourself? And so I would say that, you know, the girls were concerned. And they also play for the Falcons. So mm. I think that really what was most important is that they likely prayed in the locker room prior to the beginning of the game. And having a spiritual connection with a higher power is important, from, unless you don't want <laughs> Um Any other questions? Yes. I knocked that out of the park. Actually, I do. How would you compare this game to the 2017 Super Bowl? Um, I would compare it to the 2017 Super Bowl by saying they are very similar in that um, Tom Brady was playing in that Super Bowl <laughs> and a similar event happened in that one where they had um, scooped up 21 points. At the uh, surprisingly, then too, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady is known for you know kicking shit in in gear at the last second. Like wow, when your favorite superhero um, is winning the fight, and then they they lose. I mean, losing the fight, and then they win mm. at the last minute, okay. except with bigotry. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, just a couple more questions. Do you think after mm. Deflate Gate, Tom Brady should have been allowed to continue to participate in the league? I would say absolutely not because. Um, Are you googling? I just Deflate don't like Gate? him. <laughs> Are you yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> totally. You know what I'm talking about when I say Deflate Gate? Of course I do, girl. What am I talking? Okay, so what am I talking about? <laughs> See, the thing is, this is called sh- sports shorts, and we've already gone over so much time. <laughs> Absolutely shameful. So let's get back to the the, oh, okay. <laughs> the meat of the program. Um, so back with our letters. Okay. This next one. All right. <laughs> I killed that. Like that was actually you did a great job. You incredibly answered like every question I had. Actually quite proud of myself. You should be. That's it for the pop culture today. Before we move on, it's time for Kid Fury Sports Short Short. This week in Fury Sports Shorts, we're talking about boxing. There was a very highly publicized <laughs> boxing match. Now, why did you do this? <laughs> Between the legends, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Now, most of the fight um, cons- consisted with uh, a, 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 a performance of Thank You for Being a Friend. It was very rousing and emotional for me as a Golden Girls stan and watching two of my favorite Golden Girls duke it out in mm. the ring. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So much happened in terms of um, stats and athleticism. Um, Roy Jones Jr. was very fast and nimble (laughs) and relied heavily on toe physics and balance on the balls of his feet and and a kickball change as well uh, to, um, to overcome the opponent. And... Mike Tyson, who is very famous and has a podcast, um, he had to spend a lot of his time to make up the height deficit because of his wingspan to neck ratio. And that oh, gets tricky. <laughs> so there was like many rounds, more than one, and um, lots of swinging, very heavy breaths. Okay. Um, <laughs> Did you watch hugging, this fight? <laughs> hugging. There was a lot of hugging. And ultimately, it was a draw um, mm. in the end. Uh, overall, quite boring. The stats uh, came out to uh, many um, hooks and roundhouses and um, three cc's of a of an ABC and <laughs> BBD Jodeci any time you need. And so that happened. But what was mostly discussed was actually a fight between Nate Robinson basket foot bas- basketball person and um, Jake Paul um, aka evil Zach Morris. They fought pre prior to the main thing, mm-hmm. and um, 
Lord God. It was quite vicious. And um, in a mad act of uh, violence and possibly racism, um, Jake Paul viciously knocked out Nate Robinson. Jake Paul is most famous from YouTube or um, yeah. VidCon. I don't. And Nate Being Robinson is really all I know about Jake Paul. <laughs> is Afro American. He <laughs> spent a large portion of the bout. Uh, face down on the mat and after a while he decided not to get back up probably because he was resting and um that was very <laughs> concerning for me and my homegirls because um now's not the time to be watching niggas get knocked out by in- insufferable white boys so it's not it's not that was overall not too worth the $50 if you paid it. Um, but yeah, that happened and uh, so many other things. And that's been the short, the short <laughs> sports, the sports shorts this week. Um, oh, and if boy. you didn't watch that fight, you didn't miss much of anything. You can go walk the, watch the nice parts on YouTube probably. So. You look at I don't know nothing about boxing, so I can't ask you no further questions about. Of this. course you can. I know everything about boxing. There's heavyweights and there's small weights and there are welterweights and there are shake weights and <laughs> All there right. are waiting to exhale. Yep, there are and <laughs> so many things that I know. Mm-hmm. And I Sugar Ray very, Leonard. Yep, that is a person. Mm-hmm. Wasn't and it all King. involved? Yep, not him either. But yep. <laughs> Thank you, friend, Creed. for that um, for that incredible update from the sports world. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. Well, um, like I said, I don't have much to say. I just want to talk about Red Table Talk this week because <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, because I thought about putting that in the hot topics this week and I forgot. Thank you. So this is why we do a show together. (laughs) Well, I just had to say something because um, (laughs) if you missed it, Olivia Jade, who looks exactly like her mama, ain't Becky. um, She broke her silence surrounding the whole USC scandal. If you forgot, her parents paid half a million dollars. To get her, and I believe her sister too, into USC. But even if it was just, it don't matter, girl. Two fifty each right. is also not a not a deal. So anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, because of legal issues, she said she didn't talk about it until now. Um, her parents are both currently serving their very short prison sentences, and yeah, Olivia Jade reached out to the red table and. Um, was in- extended the invite to come on the show, and Gammy was not fucking having it. Gammy fucking <laughs> cleared it. Like, Gammy cleared Listen, it. Before Swiss Miss even living. came out, Gammy was like, I'm pissed, and this is why. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> she was like, I don't even know why we're doing this. <laughs> she said, I mean, and Gammy made 
all of the excellent points. Everyone. She, she straight up said, um, first of all, no matter what, this little girl is going to be just fine. She does yes. not have to come on Red Table Talk in order to get better. It is not our responsibility as black women to raise her consciousness. She, yes. <laughs> you know, your mama's going to do her 60 days and come home and it will be fine. And I just, I find it ironic that she chose black women to reach out to for her redemption. Yes. And and I don't like white, white women coming to us for support when we don't get the same thing from them and called it white privilege. I mean, Gammy laid that shit the fuck out. Like, flat. My issue was not with Willow, who, I mean, you're at a table with your mom and your grandma. You probably just gonna be like, oh yeah, oh, I see what you're saying, because that's your mom and your grandma. Yeah. So you probably not finna, like, be super whatever about it, but it was clear that Gammy and Jada were coming at this from opposite sides. Where yeah. Gammy fought tooth and nail to make it not happen jada did the exact opposite but jada's reasoning was incredibly fucking stupid if you ask me no offense jada but the whole i my whole issue is um i've i was the victim of that and i experienced that and i never want to be that to somebody else doesn't make sense for a few reasons first of all you as a black woman earned your place come on earned it Olivia Jade is Aunt Becky and Massimo's daughter, meaning she was born into wealth, meaning she will always have it. She is 21 years old. She is a conventionally attractive young white girl. She will literally be just fine. Yeah. You <laughs> there you may have experienced and I'm certain you did experience a lot of racism and discrimination at the hands of white people throughout your career. I'm 100 percent sure of that. What I also know, though, is that Olivia Jade and the impact on her career. What being on Red Table Talk or not being on Red Table Talk is not going to keep her from ever working again or mm -hmm. having a a successful YouTube or selling shit on her Instagram stories or whatever it is, whatever kind of influencer this girl grows up to be. Being denied an opportunity to go on Red Table Talk is not going to stop none of that. Because Nothing. as much privilege as you have gained throughout your life that you have worked for, your privilege, which is almost solely financial, this little girl has all of that and then some. So, so it was, it wasn't, it's not a situation where being denied an opportunity to be on Red Table Talk means that she won't be paid attention to, or she won't get deals or people hitting her up to work with her or anything else. As much as I love and respect Red Table Talk, usually it is simply not making or breaking that girl's career. It's not. Not, not even close. It was huge for Jordan Woods. It's not huge yeah. for Olivia Massimo. I'm sorry, I don't know your last name, but your daddy created Massimo. And I went to school with white people, so I know Massimo. So that's what <laughs> I'm going to call you. So, so when Jada when Jada gave that whole argument about how she just didn't want to be that person to do the same thing to this girl that had been done to her, I'm just like, somewhere along the line, you started thinking that because you have a successful media platform, that means you have the same level of influence or impact in media as a white woman in a similar situation would. And it just is not, that's just not how it works. Olivia Jade could have or should have called Ellen. Apparently Ellen is desperate to get people on that show. A-listers are not trying to be seen with that nigga no more Damn. because of her, you know, all the allegations yeah. around her real attitude and all that. But 
She could have called Kelly Clarkson. She could have called any one of the the morning shows that have round tables and that sort of thing. Like it did not have to be red tables. So I fully understood where where Gammy was coming from. Felt like Jada just said, bitch, if we get the first interview with Olivia Massimo, do you have any idea what the red table talk numbers are going to be that week? And that would have made a lot more sense to me. Just be like, I brought the white bitch on. Because hella people are finna watch this. The funny thing is, the reason I saw this, the clip of the conversation between Gammy and, you know, Jada and Willow, the reason I saw it was on Twitter with a tweet that said, I found the conversation about having Olivia Jade on the show far more interesting than anything she said. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because I agree, it was probably absolutely giving, like, getting the first interview from this girl would, would be, like, great for the show. But Gammy was giving, who the fuck cares? Like, right. why do we need to to go there with her? For what? She'll be fine. Like I said, Gammy, Gammy cleared it. Like, <laughs> she did. <laughs> She cleared it. I lived for every second of what she was saying because she was dead ass correct. And she was keeping her feet down. And she was she was adamant about motherfuckers knowing. I disagree with this. Mm -hmm. I am not pleased with this. I do not think it is necessary, but fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I totally agree. Exactly. And even after she came out, Gemi was like, I'm struggling to give a fuck about this. <laughs> <laughs> Because black people, you know, try to get their kids into a different school district by putting down a different address and go to prison for years. So I'm really struggling to give a fuck about this here, girl. I don't care. And Olivia, to her credit or to, you know, her coach's credit or whoever trained her into saying the things she said, she was like, you know, I didn't think it was that big of a deal when it first happened. And now I understand that just based off my skin color, I already had these privileges. And and now I want to do stuff to change that, which, OK, <laughs> sure, you want to do things to dismantle white privilege, little girl. I believe that. Yeah. Sure, you do, mm -hmm. girl. But, you know, she said the right things, things you would expect a girl in her position to say here. So I really felt like at the end of it, Gammy was right. This <laughs> like Gammy made her point before it started. And by the end of the interview, it was like her point was even more obvious. She did yeah. not need this. This was her coming to black women to get support and nurturing and, oh, it's going to be OK. And you're young and you make mistakes and it'll blah, blah, blah. When a black girl in a similar situation could not do the same. Did Jordan right. Woods go on Ellen? Did she? I don't think so. I do not believe, and Jordan Woods didn't actually do nothing wrong, as opposed to you and your parents spending all this damn money to get you into school. Like, it's it's just a fact of the matter that black women can't depend on white women for the sort of treatment that Olivia Massimo got from the red table. So, in summation, Gammy was correct, as usual. Mm. And I just had no choice but to stand because the, the whole attitude she gave Jada every last bit of it. And Jada was like, yeah, you know, a lot of people are going to agree with you, Gammy. A lot of people, they're going to they're going to say yeah. Gammy is 100 percent right. And I'm like, I'm right here. I'm right here because, yes, she is. Jada talking mm. about we're going to catch some heat for this. Gammy made it very clear that she was not in alignment with you 
on this one particular matter. And of course, afterwards, you know, they posted videos and pictures talking about no matter if we disagree, we still got each other's backs. But of course, of course. Um, yeah, nobody. Nobody thinks, thinks that y'all that. are going to stop yeah. being mother daughter over this. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the point remained that Gammy said the fucking truth and put it out there and it needed to be said. So thank she you, Miss Man. She sure one did. Of the points. And made sure she we knew too. It. And then when that little girl came out, I thought, oh, okay, so Gammy just gonna go in the back of the house and you know smoke some mm-hmm. weed or something. Gammy sat right there <laughs> and said, "Let me remind you that black people have real problems. So yeah. you sitting here talking about this, and I'm just struggling to give a fuck about your feelings. How can you not? Like I loved it. I I loved it. So, oh, thank you, Red Table Talk, for if nothing else, keeping up the mess in the middle of the pandemic." <laughs> that was the entertainment I needed. I just want to start by saying white people Uh oh. Your audacity at this point is getting it's getting to a place that should be frightening for you. Um I think it should be frightening for everyone. Mm. Some of y'all are so goddamn bold right now. And I know that the flaming hot fascist has a lot to do with that. I know that he lights a fire in, you know, your racist bellies and makes you feel uh, super powered, perhaps. But some of y'all going to have to calm down because you will still get your ass beat 2020 and beyond. That's just life. Um, <laughs> yes. So I really want for you guys to remember that before you start making some of the really insane, just brazen decisions that you've been making lately. I got back home from, again, a beautiful trip to Mexico just today, just earlier this afternoon. And um, I will say that although I left the city, you know what I'm saying, in a pandemic, I was not there just not giving a fuck. Okay. I told you before this show, I had on a mask, <laughs> face shield, multiple gloves. You did. I had sanitizer on deck at all times when I was traveling and where I stood, you know, like we, okay. I wasn't playing that kind of game because for what? So when I come home, obviously it is no damn different. Come back to the house, put my shit down and I go to pick up my child. I get into the elevator. Oh no. Um, oh no. Goes down a couple of floors, maybe four or so. Stops, which already be aggravating me. God forgive me. I'm really impatient. I just be wanting to go all the way down for whatever. Elevator stops. This young John Mayer looking motherfucker stepped onto the car with a very, very large, beautiful, fluffy dog. Like, I wish I knew the breed. It was gorgeous. The problem was that This white boy did not have a mask on his face. Oh, no. The elevators in this building all damn year have had not one, (laughs) but 
two signs in each of them that say, when you are in this here, bitch, there needs to be a mask on your face. Amen. The end, management. Like, it has been there four months. Oh. On the 13th of October, I got an email from the building that said, hey, girls, just give me an update with where we're at and things. Opening the gym back up. Uh, you need a reservation to use it and it's going to be limited, but you know, good luck with that. Um, couple of other updates, really most of them didn't change much of anything, but one thing that did not change at all was that bitch, you need to have a mask <laughs> on your face unless you are in your home. Right. So when this white boy stepped on the, the, the elevator with his dog and had no mask on his face, I just, I was like taken aback by like the nerve. And so I kind of made this motion, this, this kind of shrugging, like what kind of motion. And then I just stepped off. I didn't say anything to him. I just stepped off of the elevator and I wanted to so bad because maybe like a week or two ago, I was leaving to go like to the pharmacy. And when I got on the elevator, one of the guys who worked like the porters in the building, another white young boy got on the elevator and he had a mask on his mouth, but not his nose. And in my mind, I was like, I know that a lot of dumbasses do that. And I don't really understand why, but like, I would assume that since like you're at work, <laughs> like you must have like a boss or somebody that's not playing that. Right. Because again, they have been on our asses about these mask shit right. in this building. So then I almost wanted to be like, could you, cause and, I mean, what you do wherever else, I guess, is your business, but I'm in here. And I would like to live and also not kill anyone. Amen. But I didn't say anything. Mm. Didn't say anything. Rode the elevator, took my ass to work. So when this white boy came on the elevator today and he didn't have a mask on, I was so close to piping up. But I was like, you know what? I just got back. I'm not even going to let the devil do this. I stepped off. So I got off the elevator and I hear him behind me go, Bye. <gasps> No, this white man did not. Shut up. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) no. When I tell you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I I didn't even turn around all the way. I immediately (laughs) stuck my hand out behind me in between those elevator doors before they closed. And I stepped my black ass back onto that (laughs) elevator. And I said, hi. And I hit door close. Uh. Oh, no, you didn't. And I stood in front of this white boy with my right fist balled into my left hand, arms in front of me on some paid and full shit. I looked at this white boy directly in his motherfucking face. Crystal, when I tell you, he did not look at me, (laughs) did not, he barely breathed. He didn't say shit to me because I'm telling you I wanted him to just I wanted him to chuckle laugh grin say anything I was going to take his whole shit off and apologize to the dog when I got off the elevator (laughs) at the ground floor (laughs) bitch like I was going to lay his ass out if he said anything to me that I didn't motherfucking like he didn't say anything we got to the ground floor and I said bye and I let him walk out in front of me I was going to get into you know the Uber to go uptown to get the dog so he walked out of the building and when I stepped out of the building, I said, hey, <laughs> I know where you live, pussy. <laughs> so don't forget that. Oh, God. Why? And he kept walking. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. And what I truly mean by that is like, bitch, I live here. Bitch, you're going to see me again. Just like I have seen you in this building prior to today. So now you really want problems with somebody for what the fuck? First of all, bitch, you're in the wrong because you should have a mask on in this elevator. I don't give a fuck if I have a mask on or not. I'm doing, it's not like, are you dizzy, right. bitch? Do, do you feel like you could just do whatever the fuck you want? Everybody's supposed to wear the mask, nigga. That's the only way it works. Everybody got to like, wear it. I don't think it. that the central, the, the center of disease control was like, bitch, wear a mask unless somebody else got one on. <laughs> then you could. What a mess. No, see? And how he tried you. And then when you got back on the elevator, he had shit to say. He, I don't think that he expected, like, I don't know, maybe my sweatpants are tight. Like, maybe I was giving shape and so he was non-threatened. I don't know what it was. He just, because I didn't say anything to him. I just stepped off and he was just, bitch, you could have just took the, I right. was doing you a favor. Right. Now you get to ride on the elevator by yourself with your dog. But you yeah. wanted to have an attitude and try and get cute and pipe up. Not to my black ass, not to motherfucking day. Because let me tell you something, I will beat your motherfucking ass oh and I will come right back into my motherfucking house with my dog. And ain't nobody gonna say shit to me, do shit to me. I wanted to pull back up to the apartment so bad to the building and have him have been like in the lobby, had complained. Like I wanted him to have said something yeah, right. or whatever. <laughs> like oh, He threatened me or he was like, I just, I really wanted him to take it a step further that bitch learned to motherfucking day you better shut your ass up when you talking to any negro in your space from here henceforth yeah hence the fuck forth because this comes right off of amber had posted this story on her instagram about how she was going shopping somewhere amber riley and she said that like some guy who had a a, a maga hat on or whatever like cut in front of her and sort of like used the hat, like waved the hat as if and pointed at it as if to say, like, girl, I'm a Trump supporter. Like that's Let a Disney pass. fast pass. Bitch, if you don't right, get like, out of my face. <laughs> oh, my God. So she said she like waved to him like, bitch, I don't care about that. Like, go. So I like move so that I can go. And she said that this man spit on her car. <gasps> what? See, that's what I get for skipping Instagram for a day. God damn. I sent her a message so fast. I said, bitch, I'll be in L.A. I'm ready to throw hands whenever it is. (laughs) Because at this this point, I'm so goddamn tired of these motherfuckers. They feel so fucking... Even when we were in Mexico, at one point, we were out by the beach. And again, our group intentionally made sure that we were not near nobody. Mm -hmm. But there was like a bit behind us, like off to the side. There was a group of like maybe seven or eight people. All white gay men, except one of them, who was a white woman. Let's call her Karen. (laughs) Oh, no. And, you know, so me and my niggas are sitting here and enjoying our wings and keeping our hand sanitizer by us and just being, you know, (laughs) thanking God for life. And at some point, our homegirl, the white girl in that group, who, mind you, Again, weren't even that close to us, but she was one of those like voices that was like, <laughs> like you know when like someone's having a conversation like somewhere from or, like a couple feet away from you, or whatever. But you only hear that person. Yeah. Like it was like, sh- like 
all we could hear was her voice and she had like the quintessential like nasally super annoying white girl voice and was talking about like dicks and and like dick pics or like just like dumb shit and cackling and i just remember at one point laughing and saying bitch shut the fuck up but like i i know she i didn't say it for her to hear but like i acknowledged to like within my group that she was already annoying okay so at some point she says to our friend Neff like something about her bathing suit like her top or something like that and she said something like because your friends were letting you sit there like that so my homeboy Lamar turned oh, and he, no. oh, no. he turned to her and he was like what did you say what are you talking oh, about bitch. <laughs> again non-threatening no one has raised their voices again we're not even trying to exchange voice he was simply trying to figure out what you were even talking about so that we could help our friend. Oh my and this God. girl was like, um, I can have an attitude too, or, you know, I could, I could take off my glasses too, or something like that. Cause I think that he had taken off his sunglasses or something to like actually figure out what this girl was talking about. And she just was like crazy hostile the entire time. It was just like, I don't care because, you know, you were going to let her sit there like that. And we can just go, we can argue if you want to do that, honey. And da da da. And being, and, no, literally no one is is yelling or, or arguing we're just trying to figure out what the fuck this girl's talking about so at one point i turned around <laughs> and i said ma'am shut up we're done <laughs> like shut up we're done because we will lay out all of your friends oh god oh lord and then you'll be here by yourself and we'll still go home so like and at that point one of the white boys like got up and was like okay we're done we're done we're done and then literally their her that entire group got up and left of course they did and and except her (laughs) like they all left her there (laughs) oh no like they left her ass there and at some point (laughs) at some point i like uh, my friend told me that like one of them said something about like she was on drugs, which explained a lot. <sighs> but it was like, girl, what? Where is this attitude coming from? Where is this audacity coming from? Like, why are y'all trying it? Like, we're just in our skin, bitch, right. just existing, not bothering any one of y'all, and y'all feel so like just emblazoned (laughs) and you're like nerve and disrespect and attitude and you will get beat up (laughs) like (laughs) right talking all this shit to the wrong nigga will absolutely get you beat up (laughs) when i got back on that motherfucking elevator and i stood next to that motherfucker looking like i was in belly or paid in full or some shit he did not even like blink like he did not like when i saw that i was like oh like yeah. You know, now this is nothing because right. you're not trying to fight. Like, if you would have given me something, then I would have known where to go. But I know that you don't want to fight me. You did not expect me to get back on the elevator and actually buck up with you like that. And I didn't even say shit to him on the motherfucking elevator. Yep. So at that point, bitch, like, you're going to see me in this building again. And every time I see you, I'm going to look at you crazy. <laughs> but I will know that it's never going to go any fucking further than that. And also, he looked like he was probably like 19 years old. What the fuck? I look like beating your see? motherfucking ass. Like he was just but, talking big sh- shit that he absolutely could not back up. Shut the fuck up. I might have. <laughs> you don't know me, bitch. Right. I could have been the one who actually would have fucked your ass up. So keep it cute. Because again, you're wrong. 
You're doing the most. You're the one who was wrong. Yep. <laughs> I could have went downstairs and said, this, this young man endangered my life. No, Bitch, because that's what y'all ass would have done if it was me, bitch. Yep. Fuck you. Despite all these so, cameras and everything, you could have smacked the shit out of him. I'm proud of you for not. <laughs> like, listen... I just yep. want to get through this election Amen. and be drunk by a solid 330 <laughs> like, <laughs> and asleep by 345. I just like, I'm so tired of y'all and your shit, bitch. Yep. And at this point, I don't even know what to expect or care when it comes to your fuckery. But bitch, you can get fucked. Up. It can still happen. You can get your ass beat. So keep it the fuck cute, especially if you are not interested in throwing no hands. Because <laughs> guess what? Again, bitch, you said nothing on that elevator. Again, bitch, Amber Riley could not find your ass inside that store after you decided to spit on her car. Right. Again, madam on the beach, your friends left you because they didn't want to get their asses beat. They didn't want to get beat up Period. for your high ass. And you said, we did, listen, we didn't hear shit else again after that. Of course you So did if not. you are not even interested in possibly engaging in fisticuffs, <laughs> why start? Because they full of shit, friend. Because they full of shit. Why start? Just en- enjoy your, your fucking privilege. Bask in that shit. You already have that. But you're not going to do is have the privilege of also trying me, okay, <laughs> while I'm up and Adam, Adam, and. Because, bitch, Woo. catch me on the right motherfucking day. I see that bitch in this motherfucking building again. He say something I don't like. I will make my right hand great again. Bitch, <laughs> play with me. For me this week, two things. First, I saw some white women on Twitter were in their feelings because apparently (laughs) Karen is a slur now. And (laughs) please, some some white woman literally named Julie asked um, if she said, does anyone else think the Karen slur is woman hating <laughs> and based on class prejudice. Oh, the Karen slur. <laughs> I love how this automatic, first of all, I love several things about this. A, I love that she refers to it as the Karen slur, as if it's already been, you know, decided and acknowledged that Karen is a slur. And I also love how it starts with, does anyone else think? As if to say, like, <laughs> Girl, you know that you're just looking out for, you know, other white women who think the same way that you do so that you can be feel validated through social media. Here's the thing. People who might. First of all, you've definitely been called Karen, and I would guess by several different uh, people of color, um, probably specifically black women. And you have just had mm-hmm. it. You've had enough of it. Um, usually, uh, as someone who has called white woman karen and becky sometimes bex yep um (laughs) it's not woman hating it's hating women like you and i think that there is like a big difference typically like white people want to be slaves so bad i they do they go to like (laughs) please they will literally like fight to find some level 
of equality in you know black struggles and whatever they deem to be struggles within their whiteness I saw someone who was tweeting about this say that Karen is equivalent to the N-word. Girl. And all this other stuff. And it's just like, y'all so clearly wish that you had the <laughs> history of oppressive violence, racism, and all of the shit that we have not only had history with, but still runs rampant in our lives to this day. So that you could find some sort of balance with these black people that are constantly calling you out for your shit. You likely wouldn't be referred to as a Karen if you weren't someone who is using your privilege as a white woman to harm black people, to keep black people from progressing, to keep black people from being and feeling safe. No one just goes around and calls a white woman Karen as a quote-unquote slur because she was just minding her white-ass business. Right. Literally nobody, like, I'd like to remind y'all that niggas, for the most part, just want to live and have the same like rights and resources <laughs> as everybody else in this country that alleges that that's what the fuck you can do. But aside from that, you can be like the quote, like the the white man's idea of a picture perfect Negro. You know what I'm saying? Went yeah. to school and pulled pulled up your bootstraps or whatever the fuck that is that they say. You can be like top tier Negro in a white person's eyes, and you will still experience racism. You will still experience being called all kinds of different slurs and just having like that force of destruction that exists within racism be a part of your experience. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey walked in some goddamn store not a couple of years or whatever and had some white bitch who worked in there acting like she couldn't buy a purse that was expensive in there. The woman right. who owns like enchanted forests and creatures and fairies and all kinds <laughs> of shit. Like girl, you like exactly. I could have this whole place and you if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? So there it is completely different when you're talking about the experience of of black people and the racism that we experience regardless of what walk of life we come from what um class we exist in what mm-hmm. gender we identify as or whatever like white people are gonna be racist because white people just don't want to see black people progress period it is what it is Same. meanwhile if somebody's calling you a karen it's usually because you're being a dickhead that's it <laughs> and you don't <laughs> And your whiteness and your privilege stands in the way from you understanding and acknowledging that so you could probably not be called caring fucking more. But so many of y'all, and yeah, and many of them probably are upper, upper middle class white women with haircuts like Link that like, you know, go into Walmart and be ready to call the, the police on black people because, you know, they have more than 10 items in the yep, express line. Exactly. Some dumb shit. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, but and so now all of a sudden you're trying to gather together with everybody else from Lululemon talking about some Karen as a slur. Go find something else to do. Get on Goop or <laughs> like, find something else to do because this is some bullshit. I don't Woo! believe Karen to be a slur. Even if it is, it is certainly not woman hating and it is certainly not based on any of those other things. It is not anybody's motherfucking fault that so many of the same ass white women be up to so many of the same ass motherfucking actions and mess and foolishness that might i remind you often leads to ending black people's lives or freedom so suck it up and get over your fucking selves karens 
hate that you could be at that age and even feel like I'm 24. It's too late for anything. When I was 24, all of my friends were also like a fucking mess. And I just did not feel this pressure that like somehow I was not doing well enough for myself compared to other people my age. I definitely think that I felt like a pressure to have my shit together so I could get where I was trying to go. And I don't think it was until my late 20s, 28 maybe, where I was like, oh, I'm supposed to fall flat on my face back to back to back to back to back so that I can figure out how not to fall flat on my face as an adult. Like, your 20s is... It's just a moment where you're figuring shit out. It's totally okay for you to hit 25, 26, 27 and be like, this actually doesn't serve me, what I've been doing or what I thought was for me and, and make all kinds of shifts in your life. It's fine in thir- It's fine at 30. It's fine at 40. It's yeah. fine at 50. It's fine at whatever the fuck it as is. As long as you're still breathing. That- <laughs> Like, literally, it's literally like every year, at least, we see a story of some uh, person, usually an African-American woman, who is like, <laughs> who just got their degree at like 109 or something oh, like yes. that. You know I mean? It usually is somebody's memo. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, well, I just want to learn psychology, child. So I just right. came on to school. <laughs> so it's never... Like, you're never past a point where you can accomplish anything. But I do definitely relate with this idea of being in that age range and kind of feeling like, oh, God, I've missed, you know, whatever opportunities and this weird frame in your life where people sort of place this idea that you have to be the ideal adult and, you know, have major mistakes already by the time you're like 22 or something or like when you're, I guess, a, a, a junior in college or some yeah. shit. Like, I don't know what it is, but sweetie, look at these fucking 60 and 70 year olds that are running this country. They don't know a motherfucking thing about Not nothing. shit, girl. <laughs> Not even almost. These bitches are so dumb and they are... <laughs> much older than your 24 year old ass you've had all of the time in the world to figure out whatever the fuck it is that god needs you to figure out hun yeah i think you just i mean you're coping with drugs and alcohol because that's what most of us cope with and they're right there and they are a lot easier than sitting with fucking terrible feelings because that's the you you want a way to like to to rebuild yourself or to cope with this stuff without getting wasted every night but that way is much harder than getting wasted every night (laughs) yes (laughs) i just want you to know that the whole i mean and it's good advice it works the people are like you know sit with your feelings when you're sad or frustrated or depressed or whatever and just say hey depression i see you bitch and i am just going to i see that you are here existing with me and you know fuck you sir but I am not going to try to drink you away because that doesn't work. Like all that shit Mm -hmm. is good. Meditating. There are lots of free apps, especially these days. I was about to say that. Yeah. Meditating really fucking works. Journaling works. 
that shit is really good for you. Finding a different therapist, maybe like the first therapist, she sounds like a flop, but that doesn't mean another one won't. Oh, yes. Yeah. Your, your first, even second or third experience with a therapist, it's okay. Like, you're, if you feel like I'm not getting what I would like to get from that person, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. And because that person is a therapist or a doctor or whatever, that, you know, they are perfect. Yeah. And, and they have just know together. all. Right. Right. We've talked on this show before about people people who have therapists and even our experiences with therapists that we've changed and stuff. So yeah, that's definitely another uh, good piece of advice. I definitely suggest meditation as well. I've tried yoga, you know, it might sound real like a uh, soccer mom, very, um, I feel very much like I should have on a velour Victoria's secret pink. Yep outfit when i get ready to roll my mat out um but the first time i tried yoga by myself in the house i wept like i was crying afterwards and i still don't know why that shit it It was releasing your shit man yes it got it all up out of the air so that was helpful i love coloring is really like a nice way to sort of focus my brain on a task and um there's just something about coloring that is relaxing to me. Mm-hmm. And I've looked up like um videos on YouTube from people discussing um self-help routines, how to build a routine, because that's a huge struggle of mine of mm-hmm. like not only getting up at a certain time, but getting up at a certain time and doing things that aren't immediately getting fucked up. Yeah. Or like, yes. It's just <laughs> doing some shit that wastes time. Um, right. Yeah. It's like Crystal said, it, <laughs> getting fucked up, drinking or again, high or doing whatever is the easy thing to do. And that's why so many people do it. And, um, it's not that you can't enjoy a little bit of alcohol or a little weed or whatever, um, you know, when you want to or when you're stressed out. But you literally have to, like, decide to do things differently and then actually back the yeah. action up. And I think that it takes a while of dragging yourself it through does. the routine and the behavior before it becomes second nature. And you just pop up and you're like, all right, time to meditate. Right. There's very few people who can be like, oh, here's a list of good ways to take care of myself. And then the next day, just do all that shit. And then every day afterwards, continue to do all that shit. Like you have to build up the consistency with that sort of thing. And you have to be patient with yourself while you do it. Like I have been knowing all the things that we just said for the past two years. And yet it was plenty of times where your girl still got very fucking high or very fucking drunk because I did not want to deal with the feelings like it's a process. (laughs) And all you really need to do is take as good care of yourself as you possibly can until you get to that place where it's second nature for you. So I would say every day, do your best to avoid the things that, you know, um, are not good for you and really try to to sit with your emotions and to do some healthier processing. And if or when you fuck up and, you know, get drunk or do more drugs, then be kind to yourself. Yeah, because you're fucking human and this is an an absolute shit show. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a good portion of like my talks, my sessions with my psychiatrist are her talking me off of an illogical balcony that I've placed myself on. Oh, yeah. Where I like put myself through all of this bullshit and and just 
shit on myself. Like, I'm just like being so awful and unfair to myself, even though I know it doesn't come from a logical or reasonable place. And it's just her talking me through it like, okay, so does that make sense to you? (laughs) Do you really feel like this and this and that is logical? Okay, come back inside, hunt. Like, a lot of that is like, you just blowing yourself up and feeling like there is something wrong with you that is like not just a basic human thing that many people are dealing with or not something that is fixable something that can be adjusted or whatever i totally am guilty of just being like girl you're broken and bullshit and don't nobody want you girl and like why did you think that this was a great thing like any kind of you know the inner saboteur shit oh yeah so like it's totally right you know it's if you get up tomorrow and you're like I'm going to do some some YouTube yoga. And you do that <laughs> shit and you feel great about yourself. But then Wednesday comes, you get up and you have, you know what I'm saying, a mimosa with, you know, Welsh's. Then <laughs> that, like, <laughs> give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up and bully yourself because that absolutely helps along with, like Krista said, the acknowledgement of, you know, coming into the room and seeing your depression sitting there and being like, hey, bitch, you again. All right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I know how this goes. I know. I tell my depression to pass me the remote. Like, I don't care. You know, just. Hey, girl. I mean, so you back in my fucking house, really? You going to do a dish this time? Something. Can you be useful? TV's a little loud. No? If you could just. Nothing? Right. Okay. Well, yeah. You you at least go and get my fucking Grubhub or something. (laughs) You could at least go meet the man downstairs. You could do that. Yeah, it's it's hard, but um, good luck to you as you try to figure it out because it is a fucking process. And please, you are 24 years old. You are not a baby, but you are very, very young and you have a long life ahead Mm -hmm. of you of learning and growing and fixing mistakes and being a better person. And you are not even remotely behind. Not at all. Please. Not at all. Not even remotely. All right. All right. All right. 